Welcome to Let's Talk with Teresa Ann. I am your host and so grateful you're joining me on today's episode. The mission of Let's Talk is all about allowing God's Word and the Holy Spirit to transform our lives by flipping the script. How? By using God's Word as the new script in our lives that we're no longer seeing from the perspective of the lies and the fears that we've lived for long enough, but now we're getting to live from truth. I was delighted to have Heather shot in my studio last year as we got to do a candid interview of what she's seen God do in her life. Heather Schott is an author and a speaker, and she is the author of Unscarred. And you can find out more information by going to unscarredbook.com. With this interview, you're going to find so many different topics from faith, to the promises of God, prayer, intercession, deliverance, and so much more. So here's what's coming up next on today's episode. I love hearing um, people's personal stories. Right. Um, I spend a lot of time, I'll scroll through emails and and messages from people that I get um, mm-hmm. that share their hearts, their testimonies, what they're going through. And it's something I'm passionate about, people and their stories. Um, I Forgiveness is so powerful. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and not carrying regret, shame for yourself mm-hmm. or carrying um, offenses against other people. I just feel there's such a power within forgiveness. And that's something I really want to instill into my children yes. is forgiving your little brother yeah. for biting you in the <laughs> arm, forgiving the little boy on the park that does, you know, this or that or doesn't want right. to play with you and not allowing even as children carry offenses against other people and so I guess I would say a little bit those are some things compassion for people and forgiveness and Mm. um a lover of my family that would I I think in it in it I'm also crazy you know there's that side I'm I'm fun and I'm crazy um I love to (laughs) to laugh crazy things in my house and play pranks on my kids and my husband (laughs) well I really love what you said about compassion and forgiveness They go hand in hand, really, if you think about it, because Jesus wasn't even able to do anything without compassion. Yeah. You know, he was moved with compassion, and that's when the miracles happen. Yeah. And I think the greatest miracle besides salvation alone Mm -hmm. is forgiveness. Yeah. The ability yeah. to forgive. And I and again, you said that you're a lover of people. So that again ties in because yeah. forgiveness goes with love. Absolutely. You know? When you're driven for um, the things that the Father loves. Yes. The Father loves his people, his sheep, his sons and daughters. He that's said right. to Peter, and it's been something that's just been in my spirit for especially the last year. That before he sent it to heaven, he said, Peter... Do you love me? Mm. Peter said, of course. I love you, Lord. You know, yeah. I followed you. I've left everything. What a question. Why would you ask that? Right. I, you know, yeah. in a sense, he thinks. And he's, he says to him, then look after my sheep. Mm. And he says, Peter, do you love me again? And Peter in his flesh is a little irritated, like, Lord, yes, I love you. You know, mm. you can only imagine, does he not believe? That's not what it was about. He was saying, 
Peter mm. and to all of us, if you truly love me, then you will love what I love and mm. you will have a heart for my people. And I think when we are um, led for, with compassion for people, we're and, and like you said, it goes hand in hand in forgiveness with people, we are the most like Jesus. Yes. That is what drove That's him right. to the miracles that yes. he did in people's lives because his heart ached for the brokenness mm. within them. This is why he died on the cross um, because... You know, he didn't want heaven without us. I love oh, the song by gosh. Hillsong that's out right now. You don't want he- you don't want heaven without us. Mm. And so um, that was a great, you know, uh, yes, yeah. yeah. And so I, I think that that is the Father's heart, and that we are most like Him when we that's are right. serving, loving, compassionate about people. We can't can't go about life the same way in our car, honking, screaming, cussing out people because they're slow here, and then go back to church and raise our hands, and it's just about us mm-hmm. all the time in our healing and deliverance. I believe we walk out our personal healing and deliverance yes. the most as we are concerned for others' healings and deliverance Come also. on. That's good. And when we experience That's that in so our good. life, you can't not share it right. with others around you because mm-hmm. you experience this healing and deliverance. And, man, I love others so much. I love my family so much. I love um, people around me so much that I want them to experience fully the healing and deliverance yes. um, in their life. That's so good. kind of goes hand in hand with intercession. Yeah. You know, intercession and prayer. Yeah. They're kind, they're one and the same, but they're different. Yeah. Because prayer is really about what we need, but intercession mm-hmm. is when we're praying for the needs of others. And we're crying out. Yes. We're, we're outside of, we're outside of just mm-hmm. a begging or wondering God right. to hear my prayer. It's intercession is a cry going to the throne room of heaven. Yeah. Lord, I know right now I'm grabbing a hold of your attention. Yes. Because I know that there's life and death in what mm. I'm speaking, and I'm believing that curses are being broken, generational curses, and and demonic things have to leave. Yes. And now, right now, I have heaven's attention, and that we're going forward and we're taking mm. victory. Come on. And intercession and prayer—it's not flashy. It's no. not on a stage and a microphone. No. Nobody sees you in your prayer closet. But that's why there's such an anointing, mm. there's such a power and breakthrough in it, mm. because it's a sacrifice. It's so there's no attention, but what the main attention is that we should him. have is heaven. That's heaven's so attention. Good. Where I believe that the Lord has called us as his body to cry out. Mm. Past our flesh of a prayer before dinner, that's all good. And to yeah. have that culture of that in your home, right. that prayer is normal. But then even going outside of what you might even feel comfortable in mm. and literally crying out, crying out for a nation, for a younger generation that is yes. completely overwhelmed with addiction and pornography and every type of demonic force that is, I believe, trying to just bind them up so they don't walk out um, a call that's on their life right now. And so when we begin to get outside of ourselves and not just pray for my bills to be paid and some things that seem so big to us but are really so small to God. Right. We cry out for something larger. I believe he'll just take care of those things. That's right. Because you're crying out for something bigger than you. That's right. Amen. Yeah. And it goes again. I love that. Seek first the kingdom of God, God. Yes. and all of His yes. righteousness. And yes. all of these things that you're concerned with will be added unto you. Yeah, like without effort. With you know, it won't be this. This I I hate that word grind. Mm-hmm. You know, we're right. we're grinding. We're right. striving. You know. When we live from victory and not fight for it, mm-hmm. we're thriving. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Which leads me to this, your book, <laughs> yeah. Unscarred. Um, for those of you 
right now that are maybe either haven't heard of this book or have. Heather is the author of Unscarred and it's her personal testimony. Um, I wrote it really um, as an evangelism tool. It's raw. You've read it. Yep. I wrote it that way on purpose. I want it to be a tool for um, mothers, grandmas, grand grandparents, whoever, parents, um, to be able to say, here is a you know book that I had on my heart. Go ahead and read it. Um, sometimes when our family, friends, coworkers, somebody's going through something we can tell or we know, you know, we try to speak into that. Like it's, ah, don't preach at me. I don't, I don't want to hear that. And, and there's that hardcore on the outside. The great thing about a book is it's something you do on your own yeah. in your quiet time. That's true. And so even if it's something that somebody may not, ugh, yeah, let me go read that. Just get it in their hands, get it in their bedroom, get it somewhere where it can kind of just at their curiosity eat at them. We've prayed over these books. Um, it was something that I uh, really prayed that as I was writing it, Lord, give me the words that the readers would not be able to mm. put this book down. And I have had email after email after email saying, oh my gosh, when I picked up this book, I wanted there to be more. I couldn't stop reading wow. it. I believe that that's the anointing of God to get people to the end. And, yeah. and I, I purposely don't mention God throughout the majority of, of the beginning of the book to just tell my story, um, to meet people, whether it's addiction, whether whatever's going on in their life, there's so many different stories I told that I felt the Holy Spirit tell me to write. Um, and then at the end, there's a prayer of salvation and a prayer of deliverance by my husband. And so it's really an evangelism book. And so if you're believing for somebody, but they don't want to listen, you know, to you, it's great to just say, Hey, you know, here's, here's a great book. Um, and it's something that I believe that the Lord will put enough curiosity on this book and cover that their hearts just have to begin to read and meet mm -hmm. them, awesome. meet them wherever they're at reading it. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. The passion that you hear in her voice is not a passion that is, um, something that's manufactured. This comes from a place of God's deliverance that he didn't hurt your own life. Yeah. And so explain, you know, just, you know, the passion behind yeah. unscarred because that word alone yeah. speaks volumes. Yeah. Um, the Lord spoke to me about writing, um, my testimony, you know, as a book and I knew when he spoke to me, I was supposed to do it. But of course, when you say yes to something, there's just going to be an immense amount of warfare. Right. And there was in the natural and the supernatural. I had a lot of warfare against writing it, but I, you know, the Lord always speaks promises to you along the way that, you know, you didn't come up with. And That's if he right. speaks to you something, there's a reason for it, not That's... to backpedal, but to move forward. Come on. And so I love he that. spoke to me about, um, unscarred. And I said, you know, Lord, why unscarred? I want to know the reasoning behind it. And he said, because I wore the scars on the cross for you. So you wouldn't have to carry the scars of your past, mm. you know, whether it's shame, addiction, you know, divorce, abortion, whatever it is, the wow. mistakes that we've made of our past, stop carrying around those scars because that's what I did on the cross for you. Mm. I wiped the slate clean. So, so second five seventeen, you're made into a new creation yes. where what the old is gone. Yeah. The scars are gone and the new has mm. come. I've made you into new creation. So many people have said to me, you know, throughout the years, you don't look like all that, you know, happened to you from the drug addiction, the alcohol addiction and the lifestyle I was living. You don't look like, um, you were somebody that went through that. And 
you know, I smile inside mm. knowing that that was the Lord that one preserved, protected me, but also made me into a new creation. Yes. That I don't resemble the Absolutely. old, what I did, what I walked in, that he made me new. Mm. And there's a purpose. And you know, it's so neat, you know, just to encourage anybody that... Um, might be watching right now. Maybe you're carrying, you know, mm. shame from your past, scars from your past. You have to know that what the enemy meant to harm you, to take you out with, that the Lord can use for good That's right. in your life. He can turn around and take, just like he has done in my life, mm. and, and turn it into a testament. Only God can take our most shameful, embarrassing, mm. horrific acts and use it to glorify him. What do I mean? By glorifying him, I mean, I've shared my testimony around this nation and watched altar calls of young people come forward and give their hearts to Jesus and receive a spirit of deliverance and come forward and put drugs on the altar, cigarettes on the altar, pornography on an altar, mm -hmm. whatever it may be, because they heard and they saw somebody that had been delivered by, not by my own will, but they saw a miracle and now they had the faith to believe for their own miracle in their life. And so I encourage you mm -hmm. through your healing and yes. deliverance process, know that God can take the worst moments mm -hmm. and actually use it as a purpose in your life to go and set others free, to encourage others not to give up, but to keep moving forward, um, to be a symbol of um, yes. complete restoration and to give hope to others. Mm. So, Amen. I mean, what do you say after that? God is good. God is He's so good. good. His redemptive yeah. mercy. You know, I never knew what that meant before. Mm. You know, you so hear powerful. those words. Yeah. You know, but they're just words on a page or they're words in a dictionary. And they, they have no meaning except what you see like in, you know, black and white. But when you get hit, when you get just entirely... I mean, not even by your own will, not even by your own unction, but by the unctioning of the Spirit of God, you're forever changed. There's no, there's, there's none of those moments of, well, you know, I didn't do this or I didn't do that. It, it is, it is at that moment not dependent upon you, but you being dependent on Him who is here right now to set you free, yes. right where you yeah. are at this moment. At this moment, let this moment be the altar. Yeah. Where you just say, God, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done with doing it my way. Because my way has not gotten me anywhere. Yeah. Really fast. So with that said, I love what you were talking about when Jesus, the Holy Spirit of God said to you, no more carrying the scars. Yeah. And I took it all upon me. Yeah. You are probably seeing that, not just in that moment of deliverance, but you probably see it Personally. yeah, moment yeah. by moment. One of, one of the hardest things I went through, I, I experienced um, real miracles of personal deliverance. Mm -hmm. There's also a, a process of deliverance we have to walk out to. Yes. And a, a lot of times the Lord can just, boom, heal addiction, take it from us. Sometimes it's a little longer. Yeah. But then we have to deal with ourselves. Right. Now I feel so undeserving and mm. this, this shame has hit me. Well, that's the exact definition of mercy. It's undeserving grace. It's undeserving 
we, we, we don't deserve it, but it's mm. because his love is so great for us. You okay. see so many times in the Old Testament cities that were completely full of sin and, and I mean, every type of horrific sin, but a man would cry out and say, have mercy, have mercy mm. on this city, have mercy on these people. And God would show his mercy undeserving of the people, but because of his love and sometimes wow. a man or a woman crying out, God heard them yes. and answered their prayer again, just so encouraging that the Lord Lord hears our cries. He hears our prayers. Mm. Um, and the Lord's been stirring in me right now as a season. Um, that as I traveled last year and ministered, it was on, you know, all these different messages on crying out. And this year, the Lord had spoken to my husband that it was the year of mercy, speaking of mercy. Mm. And the Holy Spirit said, your cries of last year is bringing the mercy of God to the nation. Mm. And so I begin to ask then, Lord, what is the purpose for mercy? Why are you granting us your mercy? Yeah. And he said, my mercy. And he spoke this word to me. And I don't, I hear revival a lot. I hear um, revival or, um, you know, some of these different revolution, things like that. He said for reformation. And so I looked up what... Um, the definition of reformation was, and to reform means making the crooked way straight. Mm. So what's not right in our own personal lives, what's not right in our households, in our marriage, in our schools, in our nation, what's not right, it is the time, my, his, his season of wow. mercy is here to grant an opportunity for us mm. to make the crooked way straight. Reformation happens for the preparing of the way of the Lord. So a reformer would have been John the Baptist. He came and he preached repentance so that what we would make the crooked way straight, Mm. even if you think of an actual road or path, what to prepare the way for Jesus to meet us. If you could leave a quote behind or a scripture behind for your kids. Well, one thing for sure that I'm already teaching them, you don't grow weary in doing good. I love Galatians Mm. 6, 9, is that sometimes the enemy, it doesn't matter what age you are. I mean, Peyton's Mm. in kindergarten this year, and she is so confident, so bubbly, everybody's best friend, but there's been moments this Mm. year where somebody doesn't want to play with her, or they don't want to include her because they've been friends for longer. Mm. And these are moments where I can either say that I've seen some parents, and, and not to shame anybody, but we can use them as examples. Oh, honey, they're just jealous of you. Or, oh, they're this. And I can actually sow seeds of offense wow. into people or in, into my child's heart at a young age towards people. Mm. Or do I want her to be a lover of people? So instantly wow. my response is, baby, that's okay. You have lots of friends. So go find another friend today and ask again tomorrow. Or maybe they're having a hard day. Don't you have grumpy days sometimes where you're naughty to mommy? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do. I'm grumpy sometimes. Okay, then let's pray for them real quick. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're having a really hard day at home and they need our prayers. And the moment she starts praying for them, it's like little hearts out of her heart for them, you know? She can't wait the next day to go back. Mm -hmm. and, um, And so I... I mean, obviously, a legacy of loving people. Yeah. Again, it goes back to that, that I, w- I want my children to love people. I want them to love mm. God. I pray the same prayer over them since I knew um, I was pregnant with the both of them. And one part of it is that they would always have an intimate relationship with the Lord. Yeah. And that the Lord would use them all the days of their life, but that they would always glorify God no matter what mm. he uses them to do. 
And so, um, That's I mean, really humility, powerful. humility is so powerful. Our spiritual father, John Paul Jackson, every time we were with him, that's what he would pound into our heads every single time, the mm -hmm. power of humility. Um, and we loved it. But he said it with such a compassion and, and such a, and, and he was the example of yes. it. And you saw the anointing through mm -hmm. his life, the prophetic healing, all of these, these powerful ministries come through him. And you would have never thought of it if you sat in a room with him. He didn't act like he was somebody, like he had a title, like he had this worldwide ministry. He didn't, you wouldn't have thought in a grocery store, oh, you know, other than the righteousness of yes. course, how he carried, you can feel that presence on his life, but he didn't act a certain yes. higher way. There was right. such humility and it was so powerful for us to hear it from him, but to also watch it yeah. on his life. Yeah. And I want my kids to also um, love for people, love for God, and to walk in humility. Because as we walk in humility, we always know that it's whatever we walk in, it's only because the Lord allowed us that. Come on. If somebody's healed, it has nothing to do with me. It was Come the on. Holy Spirit was gracious Come enough on. in that moment to answer the faith That's of that person right, that came Heather. to the altar. Every time he healed That's somebody, right. he said, not, I'm so great, so you are just healed. Woman, your faith Come on. has healed you. So even Jesus, who was the source, wasn't like, I'm so great, I healed you. He mm. pointed out every time it was your faith that has healed you. And so that mm. is, again, the ultimate um, example wow. of humility when he truly was the source. Yes, I believe that their faith had so much to do yes. of their healing, their faith in him, but ultimately it was their faith in him. And so whatever you know, you're called mm. to walk in, go do it. Go do it with a boldness and a passion and a fearlessness. And every time the Lord uses you, glorify mm. him yes. and know that he has extended us that opportunity to be able to walk out whatever um, he is gracious enough to mm. utilize us. You know, so imperfect, so unworthy, but he loves us so much and he just wants a willing soul. Now you want to talk about flipping the script. There were a lot of those moments in my interview. To get more information about Heather Shot or to contact her, you can simply go to unscarredbook.com. Thank you so much for joining me on Let's Talk with Teresa Ann. And remember, this show is all about bold inspiration, revealing God's goodness.